You're listening to The Plan Podcast, episode number four, and today we're talking about how to take better iPhone photos. Whether we want to admit it or not, a huge part of our lives are lived online and mostly through our phones. I've been teaching workshops on iPhone photography for the past three years now, and today I'm going to summarize some of that content into a podcast episode just for you. Thanks for tuning in to The Plan Podcast. We don't know everything, but we're putting together a plan to figure it out, one topic, an episode at a time. If your goal is to live better, do better, or be better, then this is the podcast for you. So grab your favorite pen, folks, and let's make some plans with your host, Danny Bruflot from Time is Honey. All right, Danny, let's get planning. All right, so I think we're just gonna dive right straight into the content here pretty much, but before that, I just wanna let you know that I have a really great 20-page ebook available on my website, and it goes into much more detail about all of the iPhone photography stuff, especially if you're doing this um, for a small business, if you're trying to shoot product photography or high-quality Instagram content, the ebook is going to be very helpful. Along with the ebook, I also have a resource guide that you can visit where I provide links to all of the products that I personally use and recommend, such as tripods, extension arms, full backgrounds, lighting, props, styling tools, selfie sticks, (laughs) um, pretty much everything. So if you listen to today's episode and think that you could use a little more in-depth material, be sure to check out the ebook and resource guide. They're both free and I will put the links to them in today's show notes. So as I go through these 10 quick tips, feel free to have your phone out so that you can see what I'm talking about and walk through some of this step by step. If you're listening to this podcast on your phone, I do just want to make sure that you are aware that your phone will allow you to listen to the podcast and have your camera open. However, if you accidentally swipe into video mode, your phone will pause the podcast. So if you hear the podcast accidentally pause, you'll need to switch back into camera mode and then go and unpause the podcast. So I just wanted to point that out before we kind of got started. All right, ready? Here are my 10 tips for getting better iPhone photos. Tip number one, your iPhone camera is actually really powerful. And in some ways, a lot of people don't realize this, but it can be controlled just like a fancy DSLR camera. You can actually control both the focus and the brightness of each photo you take simply by tapping your phone's screen. So I'm gonna show you what I mean. If you have your phone handy, go ahead and open it up as if you are ready to take a photo. Once you can kind of see the world around you on the screen, simply tap your finger anywhere on the screen and you should see a yellow square appear. This yellow square is telling you what the camera is focusing on. Whatever is within that yellow box is now the focal point of your photo. You can change this by tapping anywhere on the screen and you'll kind of see the box move. So you might see the depth of field change or certain objects come in or out of focus. You can probably think of instances where this would be helpful, such as wanting something specific in the foreground or background or in a low lighting situation. 
Now let's try adjusting the brightness. It's pretty much the same process. So with the camera open, you're gonna tap the screen. And once you see that yellow box appear, you'll notice that there's a little icon that looks like a sunshine um, over along the right side of this yellow box. So once you see that appear, you're gonna drag up or down on the screen and you should see the screen brighten and darken as you do that. So now we're gonna roll into tip number two because it's kind of related to those two things. So now that you know how to lock the focus and you also know how to manually brighten or darken your image, you are also going to learn how to lock these two things. So you can actually tell the iPhone to lock these two settings in place and not adjust them. If you don't do this, the iPhone will continue to kind of self-adjust as you're moving it around and trying to get the shot. So this is really useful if you know what you want your focal point to be and you know what the brightness or contrast needs to be, but you're just kind of moving around trying to get different angles, get the composition right. Um, so just lock those things in place so you have a little bit less to think about. Also really good if you're using a selfie stick or a tripod. So to lock it, all you need to do is tap on the screen as you did before, get that yellow square on the area that you want to, de to designate as the focal point. And once you have that square you where you want it, just go ahead and tap and then hold for three to four seconds. Eventually, you're going to see the little yellow square kind of flash a couple of times, and then you'll see a yellow bar appear up at the top of the screen, and you'll see the letters A-E-A-F lock. So once you see that, it means that the focal point is now locked. And if you drag your finger up or down on the phone screen, it will also adjust and lock the brightness. So now those settings are locked in place. You can move the phone around, or if it's on a tripod, you can go ahead and rearrange maybe the objects in your flat lay, and it won't adjust those settings for you. So it kind of saves you a little bit of time. To undo it, just tap anywhere on the screen, and it'll go back to normal. So tip number three, we're moving right along here, <laughs> is all about lighting. A really great photo, lighting is key, and it's pretty common sense, but you'll almost always get better results if you're using natural light. I have lighting kits, I have really great photography lighting, and just nothing beats great natural light coming through the window. So usually this means keeping your flash turned off. I have mine turned off all the time, rarely turn it on shooting mostly during the daytime, and always moving yourself or your subject towards a window. This is especially true if you're taking selfies or photos with other people. People like to ask me how I get great selfies and what the trick is. And honestly, the biggest tip I can give you is to move yourself towards a window, look into a window. Um, it really just helps create flattering light. It reduces the shadows under your eyes. It helps smooth out fine lines, makes your eyes look bright, and usually just creates a more flattering image at the end of the day. Um, so great for photos of yourself or other people, but also just true of any photo that you're taking. You're going to get a clearer, crisper image if you have as much natural light as possible kind of streaming into the frame. So I like to have a little table that's easy to move around. And if I'm kind of arranging objects to take a photo of, I'll put it right next to a window. Um, definitely check out the ebook. Um, it shows you exactly how I set up a little home studio without using any professional lighting and how I kind of set things up right next to a window to get great photos. So moving on to tip number four, and this tip is kind of a fun one. Um, Keep live photo turned off and only turn it on when you want that type of content created. Now, a lot of people don't even know what this is, so I'm going to back up and walk you through it. 
on your phone, when you have the camera app open, you'll see a little icon in the top center of the screen that's a circle with some dotted rings around it. Now, if this is yellow, it means that you have live photos turned on. If it's white, it means you have live photos turned off. My advice here is to make sure that it is white so that live photos is turned off and just go in and manually turn this on if you know that you want to create this. Here's why. I recommend keeping this off because a live photo is actually a three-second video clip. It records both video and sound. Okay. And even though once this file is stored on your phone, it will basically look just like any other photo. If you press and hold on it for a few seconds, you will see it play a short video. And if your volume is on, you'll hear the recorded audio as well. Now, this is the point in my workshops where people usually kind of gasp out of horror. Um, but if you've had live photo turned on and you've been sending people um, what you thought were photos through text, chat, email, etc., what you've actually been sending them are three-second videos containing sound. Now, if you knew you were creating these, great. Um, you can actually make some really awesome things using this feature. But if you're creating them accidentally, it can get a little bit awkward, depending on what's being said on the, in the background or where you might move the camera before or after you get the shot. <laughs> you might accidentally capture something unintentionally. So again, I recommend just keeping it off because aside from the potential awkwardness, there's a couple other reasons why I don't particularly like having this feature turned on. One is that live images take up twice the file space of a regular photo, which can drastically impact your storage and bog down your phone. And two, because it's, I guess, just my personal opinion and experience that live photos can turn out just a little bit weird. Um, I've just done a little bit of testing with it and enough to kind of realize that when live photo is turned on, it can sometimes make the photo not as crisp and clear and can kind of do weird things to faces. So again, I keep it turned off unless I know that's what I want to be creating. All right. So tip number five, and it does not get any more basic than this. Clean off your lenses. Yes, I, I said lenses, plural, because your phone has one lens on the back and one on the front. And they are both filthy, I promise you. Especially if you are a woman, your phone lenses get covered with grime, dirt, oil, makeup, you name it. We're always putting them up to our face and in our purse. Um, at my in-person workshops, I actually give every attendee a microfiber cloth. And people are always kind of amazed at how much clearer their phone looks the next time they open it up, just the image on the screen. So I recommend getting a small microfiber cloth. You can kind of pick them up anywhere and just wipe off the front and back lens of your camera. If you want to get great photos, especially if you're taking photos for your business, um, food photography, drink photography, product photography, make sure that your lenses are clean. I personally keep microfiber cloths everywhere. I always have one in my purse. I have one in my desk. Kind of have them stashed all over the house. <laughs> I don't travel or go anywhere without one. And I usually wipe my lenses off between every single photo. You'll be shocked by how much of a difference it makes in the quality and clarity. So start there. It's basic. Okay, on to tip number six. Make sure that you have auto filters turned off. Some people don't realize this, but the iPhone actually has filters that are built directly into the camera. Things like black and white photos, sepia, like a, like a super saturated one. Um, 
So if you take out your phone once again and open up your camera screen, I'll point out to you where this icon is so that you know. But when you have your camera open, like you're ready to take a photo, you'll see an icon in the upper right-hand corner that looks like three little circles overlapping. If you have an auto filter turned on, these circles will be different colors. So I think they're green, red, and blue. If you have it turned off, they should be just three different white circles that are kind of overlaid in a different transparency. So it's good to know and be aware that this exists and make sure it doesn't accidentally get turned off. Oh, sorry. I mean, make sure it doesn't get turned on. Obviously, if every photo you shoot turns out black and white, you'll know something is up. But sometimes people get one of the more subtle filters accidentally turned on, something that's like a little cool or really saturated. And they'll shoot an entire day's worth of photos not realizing that they're auto-filtering them. So auto-filter, make sure your turn is turned off. Um, it is something that you can undo. So if you have ever accidentally turned one on and taken a bunch of filters and realized afterwards, it is something that you can undo within the editing menu. And more info about that is in the ebook. Okay, so on to tip number seven. I recommend that you avoid shooting photos in the square mode. When you have your camera open, down along the bottom of the camera screen, you'll see the words photo, portrait, square, video. As you swipe left or right, it'll switch between these different modes. My tip here is just to shoot the traditional photo mode whenever possible. Sometimes people get switched over to a mode on accident or for some reason prefer to shoot in square mode. And my approach here, especially if you're shooting for business, is that you can always crop a photo to be square, but you can't uncrop a square photo to make it four by six or add it as a Facebook cover image or whatever you're using it for. So best practice here is just to shoot in the standard format and crop after capturing. Uh, another quick tip here, just to give yourself the best chance possible at capturing great photos, is to avoid zooming. On the iPhone, you can zoom in and out of a photo by pinching in and out on the screen. You'll see people do it a lot. Personally, I never zoom. And the reason for that is because when you do this, all you're really doing is zooming in on the digital pixels of the image. And it actually just reduces the resolution and can result in kind of a pixelated look. So if you've ever had photos from your iPhone printed and not been happy with the results, if they were blurry and not clear, it might be because you're zooming in on your subject, which like I said, it just lowers that resolution. So what you want to do here is just always avoid that on-screen zoom. So don't ever allow yourself to pinch in or pinch out and just move physically closer to whatever you're trying to take a photo of or move further away. Uh, one, I guess, edit to this is that the newer iPhones do have a dual lens that does allow for some actual zooming capabilities. But again, I just think best practice is to move physically closer or further away from your subject when you're using a phone. Tip number eight. This little tip is all about speed and access accessibility. Two of my favorite tips here are to use the volume up button as a shutter. Some people don't realize that you can use that. So aside from the little shutter button that appears on your screen, you can also click the volume up button and it'll take a photo for you. So it can be really handy if you're taking a group selfie or you're holding your phone horizontally. Sometimes it's just hard to get your hand to like hit that shutter button on the screen, you know, so it's nice to know that there's another option. My other favorite tip here is that when your phone screen is lit up, even if it isn't unlocked and even if it isn't your phone, if it's someone else's phone and they're like, oh man, you know, grab a photo of this. You can actually just light up the screen by hitting that side button 
and then swipe the entire screen towards the left. And this should automatically open up the camera. Um, This is really great if you're a parent or if you have a cute dog that you love to photograph because the quicker you can get that camera open, the more candid moments that you can capture. So again, just light up the phone screen and swipe to the left and it'll open up the camera app automatically. Okay, so almost done with the tips. I'm on my ninth tip. So my ninth tip is to consider turning on your camera's grid. By default, this is something that's turned off usually, but you can easily turn it on within the settings. When you turn on the grid option, what it will do is overlay a semi-transparent 3x3 grid onto your camera's screen. Um, This is just something that can help you line up shots. It can help you get a little bit better composition, straight horizons, leading lines, all that. I have an entire section about this in my ebook, so head there for more information on how to use this, how to utilize it to get great photos, along with a step-by-step tutorial on how to turn this option on, because you do have to kind of get into your settings, go to camera settings, get it turned on, blah, blah, blah. So the step-by-steps are in the ebook, and this is just something that I have turned on. I leave it on. I really like using it. Um, Yeah, if you're just not quite getting the shots you want or you want a little bit of help with composition, turn on the grid. Tip number 10. (laughs) All right. So along with all of the kind of in-depth information that is available in the ebook, which all of this goes into way more detail. So if you need more information, please head there. Um, My iPhone photography ebook also has a list of all my favorite editing apps. So I have ones for editing photos, editing videos, overlaying text, making stop motion videos, making boomerangs. Um, pretty much everything you can think of. So if you are curious about what type of content I, or which type of content creation apps rather, I have on my phone, you'll find the complete list over in the ebook. However, before I put an image into any of those editing apps, I almost always make some really simple adjustments using the native editor that's built directly into your phone. So it'll allow you to brighten up the image, increase the saturation, straighten the lines in the image, crop it, all of those really great basic edits that can take a photo from good to great. Um, Again, if this is something you aren't super familiar with, it's really simple to get to. All you need to do is go to your camera roll in your phone, open up a recent photo that you've taken, and then in the top right corner, I believe, it says edit. And when you hit that edit button, it'll actually open your phone up into the native editor that's built into your iPhone. So in here, you can brighten the image, straighten it, crop it if you want, can make it a little bit more colorful by turning up the saturation. Um, Really super basic edits, but really nice to just be able to do them there really quickly. When you save it, it'll save it directly to your camera roll with those changes made. Um, So again, I use this native editor to just kind of clean up every photo that I take before I ever import it into another app. So if you need additional help with how to access this native editor and how I like to edit photos using this, head over to the ebook. It's got a whole section on the native editor and how to use it. All right. So those are my 10 tips for getting better iPhone photos. This was really just the tip of the iceberg, but I hope that you did learn something new. And there's just a ton more information to be gleaned from the ebook, including composition tips, a guide for how I set up a $10 home studio for really good product photography, a great guide to all of your iPhone's buttons, in-depth information about the icons and menus that are within the camera. I know there's a lot of them and it can be kind of confusing. It also has all of my personal tips for getting better photos of food, drinks, kids, pets, travel, 
products, and so much more. It has that full resource guide that I mentioned. Um, So if you're wondering what products I personally use and recommend, you can find that over there. So I'm so thrilled that you tuned in today, and I hope that this episode comes right in time for you to improve your photography skills and capture some great images this holiday season, which reminds me that we will be taking a break next week as it's Thanksgiving week in the U.S. and also just kind of a wild week for me with my client work as we gear up for Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, and so on. So I'm going to be taking the week off, but I look forward to chatting with you again on November 29th. Um, you can find the link to the iPhone photography ebook in today's show notes, which you can access over at planpodcast.com. I'd also really love to hear from you guys about what topics you'd like me to cover or if there are any guests that you'd love to see on the show in December. So if you have a suggestion, drop me a message on Instagram or enter them over on the website. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in and I will see you on the 29th. Thank you for tuning in and making some plans with us today. You can find the show notes for all episodes over at planpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to tell someone about it by sharing this episode with them and taking a moment to rate us and review us in the App Store. Don't forget, we've got plans next week, and we will see you then.